For a second, I forgot what I was supposed to do when you said, <laughs> when you said are you ready? And I'm like, hmm, yeah, girl, just hit the, hit the button. Just hit it. Hit it. But, um, you your intro. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Money Monday, where it's all about raising private capital and investing with purpose. So whether you are a new investor, an experienced investor, even looking to buy a business, understanding the art of raising private capital is so, so crucial in today's business. So join us as we navigate the complex realm of securing funding, attracting investor, investors that will help you to fuel your business growth. So man, Girlfriend, oh, I just saw what just happened. Oh my god, I want my game today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you realize what just happened? Huh? You realize what happened? Oh yeah, I was like, wait, should I put it on right now again? I was like, I don't, I wouldn't mind. Let's Listen, do it. I'm like, I, I that's like, I'm sorry. That's that's all. Oh, that's all me. But welcome, guys, to on our show, man. It's one okay. of those days, but. We are ready to go. So happy that you guys are with us. I'm your host, Kalisha, and I have my co-host, Betsy. Hey. Man, what's going on, girl? On my it's what happens on live, right? Like, that's the reason we come on here and, like, um, go live, just so that we can actually be part of you guys and be here and experience this with you you know you can't hide stuff here you can't re-edit it's just like like nothing like i'm like when she's like are you ready and i'm like yeah and this goes to show like we can be so prepared and you could do this a ton of times and like right when she, you hit the like button you're like uh and we just gotta <laughs> you know, like first up but today like we're just talking about it's all about ask us anything ask us anything as it relates to raising um private capital access or business ask us just ask us anything yeah sorry um, Felipe I thought that you were already just you were saying hi I did not know we were already getting to questions that's crazy <laughs> crazy story so I met I always I met Philippe when I just got in sub two. He was always in the Zoom. He's always that person to raise his hand mm. in Zoom calls. And um, I love the fact that he was super active, especially in the Florida um, chats as well. And then I went to the Golden Ticket last October. And then I met him in person. And after that, we just connected. So thanks Amazing. for joining us. This is good. This is really good. We appreciate you guys for being here. Um, man, let's... Let's kick it off. What questions? So his question was, um, hmm, do you want to, when let's jump this back on. Yeah, so, I got it. Okay, got it. So and guys, before we even dive in, um, let's give you guys our disclaimer. Like put it right up. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yes, the following information is for educational purposes only. Please do your own due diligence. Digil, digil, I can't talk today. Okay. Uh, 
do your own due diligence and we do not provide financial, legal, or professional advice. Every case is different and sometimes we get tongue twisted and, uh, you know, things happen. So definitely every case is different. Please, please, please get your advice from the professional certified people. And if you guys need references, as always, just let us know. We are trying to build that for you guys too. Yeah, for me and like, it's funny, like a huge shout out. I think I ha we haven't done this in a while, but before we even go in, mm -hmm. like huge shout out to, I don't know if you mentioned it to, to um, another episode, but if I did, didn't, um, shout out to the sub two community. Yeah. Because they like pumped up or, or, or what do you call it? What do you, or subscribers. Subscribers. <laughs> it went up drastically just because we were on a Zoom call. And we just shared the link in the, the the chat, and it was just the love, the the energy, and everything in there. So thank you guys for everyone who subscribed. Thank you for everyone who subscribed before. And who watches us, follows us, tries to connect with us? I think it's really really cool. Just meeting all of you guys, it's it's amazing. And I think Betsy even shared a, a, a news with me this morning with what was the news for on Spotify and iTunes. Yes, we are our podcast listeners. We, you guys, you guys bumped us up. We're really close to that 700 listen, like that you guys have listened to. And then we have like 24 members following us for sure. So that's like a really, really great because we're just like. So it's funny. Some people be like, yeah, it's just 24. Yes, it's, it's a big deal. It's better than every day we grow every day we get one new person it's one new person that we can help and share knowledge with mm -hmm. um and we're learning as well so even if we're subscribers or like 300 and i think 315 or something like that right now those are 315 people who are interested in hearing what is it that we have to say and it's just a way for us that we can bring value to people mm -hmm. and I think that alone is it's fantastic. So super valuable to us, at least it's worth more than gold. Um, I think like I hadn't seen people talking that much about raising capital before us. Um, just a few people. And now I'm kind of seeing it more often. Like, Hey, we're just trying to be more mainstream for it to be a normal, regular thing that, Hey, you're just a regular Joe. You're not like super wealthy and you can also invest in properties and become the bank and lend your money, um, build your retirement. There's just more options out there and just getting that word out there for people. I think it's really, really important in our mission. Yeah. And the, we're just like out there just educating because yep. we're learning as we go along as well. And we're, we're going deep, we're sharing details into projects that we've done um hiccups that we encounter obstacles and how we overcome those and i think that I'm, I'm saying it now for the record so when we get to that level that we want to get to we can always pull back to this podcast a couple months a couple years i don't know when mm -hmm. we're gonna look back and be like wow Remember when we did this episode at XYZ, we were, we were just, we were newbies. We were fresh out the box and now look at us now. So yep. it's just to, to, and then this is really just for us to document our journey as well. Um, just going through everything. And the more we repeat things is the, the better we get at it. So exactly. let's just dive in and we'll answer um, 
Felipe question. Yeah, Richie. sorry. Sorry we went on that tangent, Felipe. <laughs> I know that <laughs> we went on that tangent, but we really do appreciate you guys. We just want you guys to know that. And um, as we grow, we do not forget anybody. And um, it's really just helpful to us. I feel like we learn so much from everyone that is on here. We learn from everyone. Yeah. So his question is, when, let's see what he says, when raising um, capital for other other single families, how and how much are you typically compensated? We get this question a lot. And although it is a little bit big, it's really hard for us to get specific. And here's why. Normally we do like a finder's fee, um, but or finder's fee is structured completely different because for some persons, they know finder's fee is okay. You just introduce a lender to the investor, whether they invest or not, and then that's it, your hands off. For us, our process is a little bit different because we're extremely hands-on. We are the one explaining the deal entire deal to the lender the risks what the, the benefits the the everything about that project yeah and i call then, it um holding hand holding hand we hold your hand yeah all the way through literally like we're there with the lender until they fund the project if it's a project where it's six months or eight months um we're there keeping track of the, the payments making sure that they are paid on time we're ensuring that we're reminding investors as well that, hey, um, this loan is about to be due for that private money lender. So because of that, our fee structure is set up different. We also take into account how soon you need the funds. So if it's a deal where you need the funds um, in a week, um, in a couple of days, that means now we have to drop all the work that we're doing right to focus on your deal so that's also a factor in it as well if is that a deal where it's in it matches or what do you call that yeah or buy box then we'll be like hey we really like to see and this is us with the investor Mm -hmm. like hey we like to see it It fits within our buy box what if we come in as the capital partner we find we find the pmo we structure everything and we already manage our relationship and we don't charge a fee where we just want equity in the deal. And in that case, so far, we haven't had any like hiccups. Uh, I think we had like maybe one or two person. That's a lot. One or two person that says no, and that's totally fine. It will happen. But we've also had deals where in ex- instead of paying, instead of paying, what do you call that? Finder's fee. We just equity in the, get equity in the deal, benefit from the cash flow. And then it's just our job to keep raising money. So we handle the money side of that project overall. So to answer your question, it really just depends on the deal. It depends on how soon they need the funds. It also depends on the amount as well. Um, what else is there? So that's also a good question. So we don't do a general fee at all. So some person like, how much are you charging? Like, we don't say, oh, just 1% of the loan amount. We no. used to. We kind of structured it at the very beginning mm-hmm. just to see how that would work. And it just, it was a lot of work that we're doing because we're, like I said, holding your hands through the whole process. So, no, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> that did not work for us. So, yeah, we actually did the 1% of the loan amount. And 
we realized that, oh crap, we're not just referring you to the lender. Because in most cases, you you refer the private money lender to the um, investor, and mm -hmm. then the investor would now have to now explain the entire deal with this lender, that investor have to coordinate with the title company, that investor have to keep track with payments, that investor have to provide loan payoff statement. We are doing all of that and we found after a while we realized that our value is, we're bringing a ton of value to someone else. So it just, it's all gonna depend on that investor who will be like, hey, if you guys are handling that, I'd rather like focus on finding a deal. Getting deals. All of that too. So I think it really depends too on what that investor wants. You have some persons they are like, oh, you guys fees are too high. And we just have to pass on it because that just means we're not a good fit. If, if it's too high and you don't see the value in what we're doing, we have to see the value of what we're doing. And it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And that, that, that is. Systems and <laughs> we, I mean, imagine you have three or four deals all on your plate and you all have to manage when our due dates are, when yeah. the, the, the close of escrows are when you have to keep track of everything for several deals, not just one or two. Um, so it's a lot of work. It's a lot, it's a lot of work. The, the creating the pitch decks. Yeah. <laughs> that alone, it's like, it's, it's, it's a ton of work to put everything together to do the own, your own research to make sure everything um, is done. Um, what are you doing too? And says for full service what's the percentage then see this it it, it it still will be a little bit tricky because it depends it, all we have to take into consideration except philip philip this is something that we can talk offline we can actually show you a deal that we've structured and how we structured our fee with that because if it's if it's say let's for example this is just for example if our regular fee is like 3% or 4% and normally it takes like two to three, we actually give us two to three weeks to raise the capital to create the pitch deck, to make sure we get good terms, close and all that. But you're like, hey, we need a hundred thousand dollars in two days. We're like, oh crap. Um, okay, we need to drop what we're doing. That means that we're gonna have to charge you a higher rate because you're not giving us enough time to really create the deck, to really pitch it to all our lenders mm -hmm. as well. And you find a lot of times lenders, when you're rushing them to be like, I need this money in two days, they think something is wrong. Yeah. So and they're taught like, that, right? They're, they're told that all the time. Like, mm -hmm. hey, if they're rushing you, don't do it. That's... Yeah. That's the thing. And, and sometimes just... just people like fall behind. They drop out. Like that happens a lot. And yeah. uh, just figure Perfect. out, like be super transparent. What is was there? So that's thing, Philip. So we can literally like talk offline, just share a few deals that we've done. So mm -hmm. you can actually see that because it's just hard to give you a rate. Um, because every deal is it's literal, like those are the things that we take into consideration. Like what are the details? How soon do you need the funds? What how much do you want? Those are the key things, the value, because if it's that now, let's say you need 200,000, 300,000, 
maybe we we are tapping into a network where it's one person that gave it at two three hundred. Also, maybe it's more work we have to get two or three to come on board, and that's more convincing to a person finding a lenders who will be okay with being in 30, 40. So there's different aspect that plays into that role as well. Yeah. And just, you know, to just put it out there, you guys, we are looking for more partnerships. So if you guys are out there, you want to partner up with us, definitely send us, um, connect with us on our, our website. Um, we would love to hear from you guys. If you guys have opportunities, we definitely are looking for more connections. Yeah, because right now we are, because we're constantly raising capital, it's getting to a point now that we have, we have lenders who want to invest with us, but we don't have deals. Well, these that make sense in our market that they're comfortable with. So if you guys, if you guys have anything, there's a website link. There's a link on our website that says um, submit your deal or invest with us. So invest with us is if you want us to raise capital for you. Then you fill out that form and it asks you everything about the deal. And then that way we can like fully underwrite it and see if it's something that we can raise capital for. But if you have a deal that you're looking to assign, there is another form that button that says submit a deal and you just send whatever is it that you have. And then we can look if we're interested in buying it, Florida, Texas, Georgia, and the Smith. Yes. And we do not close them. Like our, our objective is not to close them. Um, if you're going to send me a deal, I've gotten this before. That's why I'm saying it. I got it today, actually. You're going to send us a deal. Don't send us all the numbers and the number to your seller and all the pictures. I'm not, I personally, I don't really want to close them. That's not going to be on my priority list. It's going to be connecting with more lenders. So um, yeah, this is the right way to do it. Go through our website. Yeah. That way it's way easier. Some persons get discouraged because they don't want to fill out forms and all that, but with the influx of things that we've gotten in the past, we put a pause on it and decided yeah. we had to structure it. That way, whoever sends us a deal first, their deal is priority, and then we can get back to them way sooner. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I think it's a time thing too, right? I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to answer you if you send me something like that until... I see it in my email box so I can actually evaluate and we don't have to go back and forth on the information that I need. Yeah, makes it way easier. Well, so for those who are just joining us, we're literally like ask us anything as it relates to raising private money. No question is off limit. Well, kind of ish, but we'll let you guys know as well. Um, next question is when you let it started, I think you were expressly focus on single family or are you only raise it for oh actually yeah. right now that's a good question good right now we're mainly focused on single family because raising capital for multifamily is a little bit different depending on the deal itself how it's structured um so with that we're still like getting better at like figuring out the technicalities, what we can, what we cannot do. Um, recently, we were raising capital for a multifamily in Atlanta, but the way how they structured that deal, it was kind of like a, what do you call that? Cross-collateralization. Yeah, it, it involves a lot of cross-collateralization and it also involved a lot of, um, it was, the exit would be like a bird multifamily. 
type of thing. Mm -hmm. So they would go in, renovate in like two years, like they do the value add and after two years, they would actually refinance and cash those PMLs out. So in that case, it would be okay. But when it talks about not having their funds committed for a longer period of time and that now goes into the whole SEC thing and having accredited investor, non-accredited, sophisticated, all those fancy stuff. As much as we're aware of it, we're still trying to master our craft first yeah. before we start offering that service to other persons as well. Yes. No shiny syndrome here. We're yeah. focused. Super, super focused. Until we get better, then we'll start doing it and we'll just do it for our circle first before mm -hmm. we start um, advertising and telling people that we're willing to do something like that. Because even with that too, I think it, don't quote me on this guys, but I think if you have a multifamily property and you, like, let's say someone come to us and be like, hey, find the capital person, people, people with the money, and we'll give you equity. Currently, SEC considers that a violation because they're, instead of paying me a fee, they're, the investor is giving ownership, giving me ownership in a deal for finding lender, for finding private money lender. So I think that part, it can be a little bit tricky. So that's why we really try to stay away from it and try to get better at that first. Um, yes, um, I think I think we're kind of staying like that. How I've got I've gotten the question about small multifamily, like residential, which is like four four doors and less, and um, it's that still yeah. So we'll look at those. It depends if it's in our buy box. I think we're a little bit more cautious with that. Just dep it depends how it's set up. It's always dependent on how it's set up. Yeah, that's always the main thing. One other questions that we get asked a lot. Persons, I think we get this question is well, it was a bunch of them. How do we, how do we find people with money, or how do we, when we should start raising um, private money? And I would say you raise private money every time, every chance you get. I think now it's kind of bad because now when I have a conversation in the back of my head, it's like this person can be a private money lender. I go work mode and I'm like, all right, I need to figure out all these questions to ask because eventually I think after over time, it just registered in my brain that anyone could be a private money lender. So now when I have conversations, it's really asking people, strategic questions just to see how can we both bring value to each other maybe it's not us but i can connect you with someone else yeah i think that's really really important just putting out there like what you're doing and being being really excited about your deals i think yeah. what you have going on that will like exponentially bring people to you like you're just being excited about what you're doing and that makes other people excited yeah, that's it uh, oh man, I love for you to have a question. Thank you cool. for leaving. <laughs> for a multifamily, if I'm not a broker or a dealer, is there a way for me to raise money for others' deal? Huh. I so, would go syndication round. Yeah, that would be the best route to do a syndication. And I would say, or a fund if you want, or that. Well, most persons always do the syndication round. Yeah. Um, but connect with what's connect with um, 
people who are doing it yeah people who are doing it one like especially vina like join vina jetty um multi-family facebook group it's completely free and there's a ton of value and interaction in that group and yeah there's so many people that are doing that exactly what you're asking right now there Mm -hmm. so definitely that's a group to go in and if you Uh, need an attorney we had an sec attorney um nick mcgrew he was on we interviewed him, interviewed him a while back. So you can check out that episode as well. And then you can always reach out to him. Um, I think on that episode too, we put his contact info, his website, all that stuff. If you need questions on the best way to, um, to structure those things. So these are the little things where like, we know what to do, what not to do, but we're still learning. So we, we don't even get into it because we're like, we don't want to give advice because we haven't touched that aspect of things as much yeah um well oh there's one here i know i feel like i've seen that name before hi mike hi mike (laughs) um could you walk through a typical payback structure you might have for pml on a simple single family to a simple interest um okay um interest so let's say and i hope this is what what you're really asking is when it's time for the, the private money lender to be paid back, what the process looks like, correct? And there can be different ways to pay a lender back. There's not just one correct way. So I know instead of just keeping it. Okay. He's yep. like, yes. Awesome. So let's say we're doing a few right now that we're getting ready to, to structure. To, yeah, to pay back where we would reach out to the the borrower slash investor to say, hey, um, Mike Funds is due, remind, here's a reminder that Mike Fund is due September 1st. And this is the amount that Mike should be paid back. Assuming, assuming that the interest was paid each month. And this is not a case where the interest is paid at the end. Now, if it's a case where the interest is also paid at the end of the loan term, we'll also send in that reminder to say, hey, the loan is due September 1st, the principal amount of 10,000 and the interest payment of 2,000. So you should make a total payment of 12,000. When time is coming up, we'll start putting the paperwork together, which is just a simple, simple thing. If there was a lien recorded, um, then we give a payout statement and the payoff statement is just stating that the borrower agrees to pay this amount, which is the principal and the interest or the principal only to John Brown, who was the lender. And then you put the date on it, your info. It's super simple. It's like a one pager. And then what you do is after that, you send it over to the private money lender to say, hey, can you review this to make sure everything's good? Once that private money lender is good, they will normally, well, the ones that we've done, they will sign it, put their signature on it, confirm where funds should be sent, whether it's a bank account. So they put their um, routing number, account number. If it's if there should be a check, they'll put on that payoff statement, hey, there should be a check, and this is where the check should be mailed to. And then once we get that, we send it back to title. Yeah. But everyone payoff statement is different. I th- may were you talking, Mike, about like ways to pay back a private money lender? Let's see. That's a, a wrong thing. 
Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a different thing too. So even that, so if there's a payoff statement, most persons, when it's time to pay off, they will go through a title company, especially if there's a lien and they want the lien to be released. Sometimes as well, if there's a lien, the borrower can also get um, a lien release form. They can get it off Google. They can get it from an attorney or the title company. Some persons as well will just go through the title company to provide all those documents. And then, because I've done one where the title company, this one is in Texas, the title company provided the lien release form and I just gave my PML to complete it, sign it and just get it notarized. Um, he said, just wondering if you're pitching a PML, what you would say they could normally expect to return. Oh, so I get, so depend on average, we do like 10 to 12% um, annualized return. Not just 10% return, but we say 10% annualized. Um, and there is just a difference with the annualized and just a simple interest, like a flat interest payment. Because if you, for example, if you take a loan for six months and it's 10% interest, you pay more than if you do 10% annualized interest. The difference is that at 10%, you're paying the full amount for six months, but at annualized, you're paying 10% only for the six months, not for the entire year. Mm -hmm. And we have a video talking more about that coming out on Wednesday. So, yeah. so it should be like good to go. I hope that helps. Yeah. Hmm. What else? Got another she, question here. Felipe is asking. If I'm capitalized for others, single family wants to find what legal cost should I pay for? Um, multi-family, <laughs> I would say talk to Nick McGrew. Talk mm -hmm. to you know, ask persons in the Facebook group or persons who have done it already. And no, Caroline um, Bradley, she has done it a ton because that's her main specialty is raising capital for multifamily. So you can ask her that. As it relates to single family, um, two ways you can do it. I will say the paperwork or the promissory note and the deed. So anything where an attorney has to draft up, that's a cost that I always say the, the borrower should pay for and not the private money lender. Is there anything else? I think that's it, because uh, the added fees that you ask title to do, mm -hmm. when you ask title to do some paper, the paperwork, sometimes they'll ask for a fee for that, but um, it's worth it. And you can always call the title company too and ask them, um, hey, if you should drop XYZ, how much would it cost? And most times they can give you an idea or yeah. if you go to an attorney who's also a closing attorney instead of going through a title company, they can assist you as well. That sometimes can be way cheaper. That's good to know. I didn't know that. <laughs> I learned that because I think we've done one where the title company and the money, it's cost way more money. And then we just use, compared to using an attorney who he just facilitated the closing and do distracting the note got the funds from the PML and then the fee was way simpler. Well, way lower rather. Mm. But yes, um, what else? So any commonly asked question, ask us anything for those who are just joining us, literally ask us anything about raising private capital. Um, when we did, it's funny, when we, when we did the Zoom, um, the woman Zoom the other day, 
um, and I'd mentioned in the Zoom that she purchased should get brand new materials, T-shirts, all that stuff, where you can wear at the airport. Um, I think someone actually took action and got a bunch of shirts off Etsy. And I was like, I love it. What a way to take action. Like, it's time to start marketing yourself. So, which brings us to another question, first, we get asked a lot all the time is how do we how do we market how do we raise capital and it's simple things of just wearing branded materials that's real estate related because those things spark a conversation especially yeah. traveling yeah i'm like talk to me talk to me when i'm outside i'm just like talk to me my my rpm shirt that says at the back ask me how to earn double digit return Every time I think I make it a part of my duty, like every time I'm going to the airport, I want to wear that shirt. Or I need to wear a cap that says real estate. I love real estate. So it has to be like where I'm like passing a bunch of people and now become so intentional and wearing different real different real estate related shirts that I got. Because I'm like, always be raising private capital, Felicia. Yep. Always. Okay, we have a question. Mike this um felipe i think felipe has one and then mike what about e and o insurance if i'm doing full service you know what is e and o i know i want to know too i'm like hmm jake has heard about it no e and o insurance we don't use insurance do we no no, you would do it if sometimes if the, the lender, the lender does a, an insurance, if they provide the um, the promissory note, Arizona missions. Oh, um, I don't know, to be honest, we've, we've never like heard that term before. Maybe we have, but never mm -hmm. really. So, but I know sometimes when we ask title companies to drop the paperwork for the lenders, um it all they get they cover it with insurance yeah they they have their own insurance so mm -hmm. for that yeah. because we don't do the paperwork we mm -hmm. don't we don't have our hands into the paperwork so we don't we just double check it right we overlook it and our lender overlooks it too so we're like extra set of eyes so and we're not drafting paperwork ourselves. that's another reason too why we don't do the paperwork stuff yeah, we want to make sure everyone is protected. So if anything happens, kind of companies liable for it. Yeah, not us. Um, trying to talk is expensive money. How do you ever make a deal cash flow do? Oh, trust me, it does. It, it, it really does. And that's that is good. That's what I want to say. <laughs> we like that. And the funny thing is, I think that's where it comes in, Mike, too, with knowing the difference between annualized and flat. Mm -hmm. Because if, let's say, you work, you're working a deal and it's going to be like a short term rental. And if you do 12% annualized, if you, if, let's say, if that's just 100 bucks, you're like, oh, I can go to someone and say, hey, give me $40,000. You're going to make $100 each month. I mean, for some persons, that might be fine, some it wouldn't. But let's say you offer 10% flat interest rate, then that might be more enticing. It, I would strongly recommend just working out whatever the figure is. If it's if the loan amount is 40,000 and you need 
work out what your numbers. Can I do 10% flat or can I do 10% annualized? So it all comes down to playing with it and just to see what's the difference because a lot of times you might do 10% annualized and you can get 15% annualized and it's a better return. Yeah. But then also this comes down to like people asking like, why would I use private money instead of using my own funds? Yeah. So it's that too. It's like, well, we've done a lot of the deals that we raise capital for. We always make sure that it cash flow. So that's why we do our own underwriting process because um, if, if your lender is, is going into a deal and especially if you're given equity you want to show that the deal cash flows and this is what the deal cash flow adds so you know if it's a deal that you want to invest in as well so I think it's just yeah. what the numbers look like because I've seen a lot of times where like I don't want to give 12% interest and I literally just work the numbers and it's $40 more or it's $60 more. And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. I can just give that. It doesn't kill $40 or 60 bucks doesn't kill the deal. So yeah, which is, I mean, yeah. I think it's worth it. You know, there's more deals than money, which is what I've heard people say, right? There's always more deals than money, but then you look at them and there's, it's not a good deal if there doesn't have enough room for cash flow. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you're looking at deals or if you're a wholesaler and you're getting deals, just make sure you get those margins, like take those numbers into account. Um, I walked a wholesaler through how I would underwrite a cash property, like especially with the market that it is right now, like and like he's been wholesaling, but he never done it the way I do it because I'm accounting for private money yeah. already. And that's the thing. That's when some person will bring us deal too. I glad you even brought that up. And they're like, this is the entry. And I'm like, it will cash flow this amount. And when I do my order, I was like, no, it won't. Because I'm already going in. Be like, this is gonna, this is not gonna be my money. I'm using private money. What does the deal really look like? And I think too, the fact that when you analyze, when you underwrite the property like that you're able to know if you can give more to the private money lender and what's yeah. your because if your cash flow is let's say 12 percent after eml is paid and you're like crap if i increase the payment to the private money lender my cash flow goes down to eight percent so at least you know a cap that amount okay this is the max amount of return that i can give a private money lender whether they need more money or not because if you go over your cap that also eats into your your cash flow and it might eat into your reserves as well so those things we keep into account to know yeah Philippa said how do hope that helps Mike yes um, I love these questions uh how do you address question of whether you're invested in a deal if you aren't Huh. So the thing, here's the thing with us. When we do our pitch decks, you will know if it's our deal or not. Because mm -hmm. uh, you have you have a description that talks about our experience. And then if we're raising capital for someone else, they have a different page. And it would say something like your potential partner or the borrower. And that would have the picture of the person who have the deal, that would have like their experience on the deal. 
and still a lot of persons don't like reading. Um, so even when we get on the phone calls with private money lenders, we're always, always like full disclose that say, hey, this is a deal that we're doing with this person. This is their experience. Um, we are not a part of the deal. If we are a part of the deal, we also disclose that as well. So yeah. we have different headings based on what or involvement. And I think our, our lenders are very trusting that with us. They we're, we're building our brand. We're building our trust and we're very transparent. So our lenders do trust us. And when we're like, hey, like this is a person that we, um, we're bringing you this person because we trust them. And they take our word on that. So it's very, very important that if you're building something like that for your people, for your lenders, just keep that trust and transparency um, and do deals with people that you know will perform. Yeah, that's it. And I think that that was one of the reasons why we actually stopped raising capital for in general, because it was just hard to vet other persons. Um, had to vet have you seen that people are starting to do like background checks and stuff like that? Yeah, it was like it's hard, and then I, I, we, we're we're not running people's credit and all that stuff. So it was like it, it was getting a lot. We're like, okay, how do we vet these people? It's hard to vet them. Um, and we don't want to go and look at your criminal background check or <laughs> or pull your credit score. I think everyone can be an investor, and we believe that. We truly, truly believe that. We don't have to pull your credit score for you to be an investor. But yeah, that's the reason why we closed it. <laughs> it's, it's insane. So even now when we're doing it now, it's we're getting ready to start it up. Yeah. Uh, we just have to make sure we put things in place. Um, and then we have to do our own research on that person to be like... Yes, we go yeah. look at your social skeletons. Yes. And the thing is too, like... Even when we go to our private money lenders, is we we fully disclose it. Um, if we've never worked with a person before, we we let them know, but we continue to say, "Hey, we've done our due diligence. Here's what we found." Mm-hmm. You can also do your due diligence, which we always recommend every lender. Mm-hmm. Do your own due diligence. Um, research on the person who you're get your lending with. All that stuff. I've done a deal, and someone which I wanted capital. Before even underwriting it, I sent it to a private money lender because I know this is exactly what they're looking for. And I said in writing, hey, here's a deal I think you might like. I haven't underwrote the deal as yet. And they're like, they went no. for it. Hello. Yeah, and they went for it because they know even whether I underwrote the deal or not, um, whether I underwrote the deal or not, they still had to do their own due diligence on that deal. So it's not like I'm holding a gun to their head and be like, hey, you got to fund this deal right yeah. now, you know? You're just um, giving you options. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. I tell people, I'm like, we're just giving you another option for you to park your funds at or you're making 10 to 12%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coop said, what are the best mentorships to learn and how to raise capital for others? Uh, I'm, I'm, I've only done one in the middle of another one. And the, the, the first one I've ever done is with Amy Mojori. I can text you the link to her thing, Felipe. Um, she was the first one I got into. Wait, do, I, you, do you have a referral link? I think so. Okay. Well, can you text it to me? Because someone was asking. Someone asked me for it. Yeah. No, she was in. like, do you recommend it? Yes, we do. 
I don't. And, and, and it's funny because someone even sent, someone reached out to me on Instagram and they're like, is the program really good? And I'm like, okay. I kind of pull back because, you know, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you are there, you're getting something out of it. I always ask the question is, what is it that you really want? And from there, because sometimes they're trying to decide between another mentorship program. And I'm like, what is it that you really want? Do you really want to raise money or do you need to find deals? And most times it comes down to they need to find deals. And sometimes it comes down to they really need to raise private capital. If, you, if you're in a place right now where you know you can get deals, but the issue is raising private capital, Mm-hmm. And definitely use her mastermind because that's where I was stuck. I know I could find deals, but I know one of the main hiccups was that I need to learn how to raise private money. And I came across her on bigger pockets. Um, it's funny, crazy story. I tell people that she's crazy because when I heard about Amy on bigger pockets, I literally found her on Instagram. Then when I found her on Instagram, I the same, I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday, fill out a form. When I tell you, she called me the same day. And I'm like, okay, is this legit? And we were through, Amy. I was like, is this real? Like the Amy Majora? She's like, yeah, girl. And I was like, okay, this is this is real. And then she started like schooling me on that phone call, like explaining things. And this is, I wasn't even a part of her mastermind. And I'm like, yep. Go give her. Yeah. I was like, I mean, like the fact that you didn't try to sell me on it, like the entire conversation, she didn't try to sell me or trying to convince me to like, hey, you need to get the program, blah, blah, blah. She did not do that at all. She was just like spilling the beans. And I'm like, late. And I joined her thing and no regrets. It helped me to get to where I am. I was like, there's no regrets at all. It was an investment, not an expense. Expects, rather. But that was it. And I think there's one that we're doing now. It's called Fund Launch. But that's if you want to start a fund. And um, they're so interesting. I've been learning so much about funds. But it's like, it just depends what you, what you guys need. That one, like, I did not know what I've been doing because I'm learning so much about the fund part. Um, I'm implementing some of the stuff that I've learned from starting a fund, running a fund into the reason capital side of things in terms of how to pitch, how to structure deals, how to find lenders, how to really get creative with certain things. So those are the only ones. And you can do funds for anything. So, mm-hmm. Which blew my mind. I did not even know that. You can literally, like, people do funds to, people start funds, set it up, get it running to sell the fund. So it's like you're fixing flipping a fund, like fix and flip, but the version of funds. And I'm like, that is insane that you guys do that. Like you just start different funds just to um, resell it. Don't care about the operation, just have to stabilize it and just sell it back to another fund. Yeah, it's insane. It is. So uh, I remember the question that we get sometimes and that kind of piggybacks on Mike's question. It says, uh, what does it really mean to be zero out of pocket? Hmm. Zero out of pocket. <laughs> it's funny. I didn't, I did not believe this when I just saw, when I first 
started hearing it, seeing it. I'm like, that's a scam. Y'all are liars. But me too. I was like, mm, oh. sus. But when you hear like the zero out of pocket, a lot of times it's it's true. Like we've experienced it. When what this means is, let's say you purchase a property, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do the route. We're not doing sato. We're gonna do cash and hard money. Like that's it. We're gonna keep pretty simple. So let's say you go to a hard money lender, and the hard money lender said, "Hey, I'm only gonna finance eighty-five percent, eighty percent of the project. You need to find the closing costs, and you need to find the remaining twenty percent down to bring to the closing table, right?" So hard money covers 80%, but you still need 20% and closing costs. So let's say that's an additional 22%, right? So for the 22%, then you go to a private money lender and raise that money. So let's say that 22%, that 22% comes up to $50,000. You now go to a private money lender, hey, I have this deal. Um, I'm seeking $50,000 for 12 months. And this is the rate that I can give you for 12 months. This now you get funding, you get the 22%, you get 80%. You get all the funding for the entire project. So you're zero out of pocket. There's no money out of pocket. You don't have to come out 2,000, 3,000 and pay the closing costs or whatever it is. But what the beauty about it as well because you still need holding costs. You also need to have reserves set aside for your rehab. You need miscellaneous, all those stuff. You can even raise that amount in the private capital. Yeah. I actually got that question today. They were like, hey, what if what if I'm trying to do this strategy? Would you raise $10,000? And I'm just like, where does it go to? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Like, if you have like a valid, like, what the money will be used for it yeah. it's, people just want to know like why do you need the money what is it going for how is my money protected you can raise the capital um for it as well another question from felipe thanks felipe what is the lowest hanging oh the quickest yes. and easiest yes <laughs> ah, social media for me, at least. Yeah, me too. And then the second one. Um, Facebook groups for me, I think. For me, that's been really great, just connecting with people. See, for me, it's Insta- well, Instagram and Facebook, not the groups. Instagram and Facebook, because persons see what I'm posting and see how transparent that I am, and they would reach out. Mm-hmm. And the second one would be referrals like other persons in sub to who know that we're raising capital other groups as well that we're part of see that what we're doing that we're raising capital then they would refer us oh you need to reach out to this person that person so social media and referrals yeah and from from that those main two things when they want to vet us more they now go to our website yeah which has been awesome yeah our website's really cool, guys. Definitely visit our website. Yeah. It has all the stuff about us, what we do, um, deals that we've done, deals that we currently have, how we structure those as well. There's a ton of stuff in there. So if you're looking to raise capital too, like, yeah, get inspired. Yes, the process, everything you can find out there. 
Um, oh, our, our webinars. You can also get on our email list and um, we'll send out when we have webinars. I think the last webinar was super good. We had, I'm going to say this for every, every episode is good. Um, but that webinar, we had someone from Horizon Trust. They were a custodian. They came on, asked, and persons got the opportunity to ask a bunch of questions on how to invest using their retirement account. Like mm -hmm. she went deep into it the do's, the don'ts, the process, things to look out for. Yeah. Um, so she clarified a lot of things. I learned a lot of things too that yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah, I actually connected with someone today that was in that webinar and I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like which is insane. No, it's amazing. And I know um I know uh, several people who are doing it with her right now. Like they're going through the process. So yeah. I'm looking forward to connecting with them too. I think even there are someone from that Zoom. I didn't know that they were on the, the webinar, but I connected with them and they're like, Oh, I have my account with Horizon Trust. And I'm like, okay, nice. But whenever they need someone, they don't have a direct contact. So yeah. they join in the webinar. They're like, oh, you guys have a direct contact. I want to work with you guys for this. Because at least I don't have to call customer care to get info. Yeah, they're like, no, if you guys have a direct contact, then that is way easier. Yeah. You get everything answered so quickly. They um, usually it takes her a day to answer us if that if if she's like busy. So I think it's, and then she like, I, I can text her and I'll be like, hey, I have a question. Cause I've asked her questions personally. I'm like, hey, what is, what is this? She'll like answer right away. So it's been an awesome connection. Looking for more of those. If you guys are out there yeah. talking to CPAs and attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question. How many How many oh, Tim, you should stop by. We have at least 30 people. Like most times we have a full house and we're there. So Tim is talking about, we have a sub two meetup in Tampa, Tampa Bay sub two meetup is oh. in Rocks. Um, and we have, I would say about at least 30 people. It's a full room and it's very interactive and we try to take a different approach to things. So you don't just come there and show up and just network. We have like open discussions where we're just passing around the mic and like whatever is it that you need help with and we're all just talking and having a conversation yeah um watch the well, the episode with david and renan just to talk just to see kind of like what kind of people they are and you'll get the vibe it. it's <laughs> worth it the next one is i think oh crap the next one is next week august 8th so hopefully you get to see you there and finally meet you in person we talk all the time um and then who is Felipe asks, can you elaborate on all that you've tried? Um, I guess this is the strategy follow from the strategy question that he's talking about. Because he asked that right after it. Oh. Um, I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Felipe. <laughs> um, the other strategy that we've tried to raise money. Oh. Um Networking events. I know this is vague. You hear this all the time, but it works for real. Um, try to go to different real estate events and just telling people what you're doing and constantly showing up. That is key. If you find networking events that has a good turnout, quality people, keep going. 
um, that way when you keep going, people are remembering what you're doing and then they start connecting you with other people and crazy story. I can't wait to share this on the podcast once it's official. But um, you can find that a lot of times other investors who are at the meetup, when you start telling them what you're doing and when they realize that you keep showing up, those investors become your private money lenders. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm like, whoo. So that is, the hurricane event is one. Your local chamber of commerce is one. It's a hit or miss. And the reason why I said it's a hit or miss is because it's more of a relationship type of thing. Um, you don't know when you will see the value for it yet. Um, sometimes you will get your return quickly. Sometimes it's, it's just over time with your network. But um, you can start doing that right now. See, like, um, that's actually one of the, th- my, one of my strategies that I'm working on right now. I'm trying to be more outgoing and just in my community, I've always been very involved but now I'm trying to be more intentional with those relationships, right, right, right. So I can bring that, bring that added value because a lot of people don't know what this is, the whole real estate, private lending side, they don't know. So just being that person that like, I, they trust me, they know me now, they've been knowing me for years and now being a little bit more intentional about what I'm doing. I think you can really build those relationships and then they become your private money lenders too. And, um, yeah, and that's what I've, I've that's a strategy I've been working on and um, I'll let you guys know how it goes a year from now. <laughs> There's like a ton. Um what else is there too? Um posted on LinkedIn. Uh, I mean we have I well I personally haven't seen that return, but we just try to maximize every platform. Just be visible. Someone will find us. Um because private money lenders they would research about you and they want to know like, is this person really legit? So if someone should, and that's another thing too, when I do marketing, I use my full name. Um, so if you should put, put my name in Google, you will see my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, everything relating to me is gonna like appear on Google. Um, so that's also a thing. So y'all just gotta post. I know you guys hear that all the freaking time. But trust me, it works. Do I didn't get to tell you this, Betsy, today, but it's funny because again, because of social media, someone saw me posting in Facebook groups, always saw me posting, and they reached out to me over the weekend and they're like, Hey, I'm a private money lender. Um, I see what you you have been doing. I did my background check and I would love to lend you money. What? And I literally um, be like, oh, thanks for reaching out, blah, blah. But uh, we let set up a meeting to see if we're even a good fit. I sent him the intake form. He filled out an intake form. He's like, intake form is finished. I love this, that you guys have this so structured. I know. We get that a lot, honestly. And he <laughs> we that so and we, we ended up on a meeting today dude and i was like whoa that was easy guys because <laughs> even betsy doesn't even know the news i had a meeting with him today and he's like okay i have fifty thousand dollars cash i want to invest with you. and i was like okay because he filled out a form and only stated one amount because i'm like 
you have 50,000, but for the entire conversation, he was telling me about another fund. And I'm like, wait, you already filled out the form and said you have $50,000, where's this other from? And he was like, this is my personal cash. We'll start with 50. And then he's like, but I have 250 from my HELOC that I want to play around with. And I was like, say what? And I was like, let me ask you, what rate are you getting for the HELOC? It was a damn good rate. What is it? <laughs> I think it was like 6%. Nice. And he's like, see, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I want to, whatever you need, if you need equity or you need just a 12 months, I'm your guy. And we had a great conversation. And yes, yes, he had the funds. But after, before that, his goal aligned with what we want to do. Um, his, what his end goal was, there was a connection. There's a potential for us working together and picked that up and it was good and from that we continue i was like damn i just raised three hundred thousand dollars that gets us closer to our goal yeah I, I said when we raised i was like yes wasn't our goal um our goal for this quarter was it like a million? 50 i think no we're because we, we we hit last month we didn't meet last month's target so i think it was 991 or seven something oh yeah nine nine ninety one. <laughs> yeah so social media guys <laughs> you guys if you want to invest with us yeah. we still need to make our goal for this month <laughs> and that's the thing like honestly guys not everyone is yes not everyone with money um not everyone with money is also a good private money lender because we've turned yeah. down lenders who have money but it's just not a good fit and yeah. we had to we had to walk away from it. That actually happens a lot. That happens more than than you think it does. We're mm -hmm. having a conversation and you, you're like, okay, this doesn't work. But yeah. it's okay. You just yeah. keep those relationships going. Maybe one day they'll turn out. It's just not, it doesn't fit. You guys are not aligned right now. And that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> I love where you said it. And that's okay. But guys... If you guys don't have any other questions, like we're at or our market, we value everyone's time, especially those who've been with us for the, from the beginning to the end. Shout out to Felipe. Right? <laughs> Mike and, and Tim and who was us here? Mike, who was us here? I know Julie popped in for a second. <laughs> she um, but thank you guys for, for tuning in. We hope you guys found a ton of value. Hope this was helpful. If you guys want us to do this, another ask me anything type of thing, let us know as well. Yes. And if you guys have any more questions, any more things that you guys want us to do videos about, you know, we're totally game for that. Just just let us know. Just say, hey, can you make a video about this and this? I have no idea what this is. Um, even if we don't know, that'll give us time to do our research. So <laughs> learn and maybe bring on a guest if we need to. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're bringing on some other people. I mean, you know, I've been kind of hinting at them lately. So um, we're very excited about the new connections that we're making that we're going to continue making. Um, yeah, super excited about that. So it's really good. So thank you guys so much. I think someone has just joined. We're about to wrap up. But do you want to close up for us? 
Yes. So whether you're looking to finance your next project, launch, or expand a new business, we hope that this episode gives you some insights, strategies, and tips so you can raise capital and invest with purpose. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. See you all next time.